Welcome to St. Paul's Church Conference in Lancaster for the second Sunday of Lent. The service will be led by Rebecca Eckner, the vicar of this church. Today we are also joined by a few friends. Rachel Whittington, the chief executive of Church Urban Fund, and Avril Putin Martin, church warden at St. Barnabas and St. James the Greater from Walter Star, who will share about Growing Good Initiative and lead the prayers. And music is offered by the wonderful Soul Sanctuary Choir. Let us pause for a moment. And worse. 
love and power, forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, you are righteous and love justice. Stir the hearts of your people, that rejoicing in our diversity, we may repent the wrongs of the past, and by your grace, seek the peaceable kingdom of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Reading about the chatty burning bush in Exodus from the Lincoln Up Bible. Then one day, while Moses and his sheep were minding their own business on the grassy slopes of a mountain called Horeb, Moses saw a bush burst into flames. Whoosh! The fire burned hot and the fire burned bright, but it didn't burn up the bush. Strange. So Moses kept up for a better look. That's when a voice crackled out from the not-quite-burning branches. Moses, the voice called. I'm here, the stunned shepherd replied. Take a step back and slip off your sandals, said the voice, for I am God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the land of which you stand is holy. Moses hid his eyes. He was afraid to look into the face of God. I have seen the pain of my people, God went on. I have heard their cries for help. I know their suffering, so I have come to rescue them and take them to a home of their own, a land flowing with milk and honey. And I want you, Moses, to go to Pharaoh and tell him to set my people free. But I am nobody, cried Moses. Why me? One day you and all your people will worship me on this very mountain, said God, and then you will know why I have chosen you. And if they ask who sent me, Moses replied, What name shall I give? Then tell them, I am sent you, God replied. This is the word of the Lord. Church Urban Fund's vision is for a world where everyone has access to a community that supports them. We equip people and communities to serve, lead and speak. Following three years of research, Church Urban Fund recently launched the Growing Good Toolkit, which celebrates the potential of local churches to make a difference. Growing Good explores the variety of ways, from the small and unsophisticated acts of kindness, to the large-scale charitable projects and campaigns for justice in which many of our churches are engaged. And it recognises the power of the local church as a faithful presence at the heart of communities, reaching out in loving service to build connections, partnerships and disciples. Strong local relationships were the foundation for an initiative here in East London that demonstrates what it looks like when we seek justice in our communities. Avril Watan is a church warden here at St Barnabas and St James the Greater in Walthamstow and the pioneer of a vaccination programme in the local area. Avril, tell us a bit about the projects that you've been involved in before the pandemic. So we've been bringing local people together 
um, for a while now in the local community. We've got lots of interfaith network. We did a lot of listening and, and found that isolation was a big issue for lots of people, um, not just the old elderly, but also with our young, young people. So we were able to create community cafe and a hot chocolate and chat activity that brought people together. When the pandemic hit, these pre-existing strong local relationships and networks were obviously vital to the community's response to supporting one another, but also addressing a very specific challenge. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Here at St Barnabas, we support a number of um, undocumented migrants from the Filipino community. These are people who have lived in the UK some 10, 15, 20 years in the shadows, never having registered uh, with the GP um, out of fear that their immigration details would be shared. Um, we knew very early on in order the pandemic to be able to access the vaccine, you needed to have an NHS number to, to book your vaccine. We knew because they hadn't been registered with GPs, they didn't have access to NHS numbers. So knowing this, we were able to work with the local NHS trust and local faith leaders to deploy a number of pop-up vaccine clinics in the local community. And we're proud to say we've vaccinated over 200 undocumented migrants through that programme. And what's the legacy of this important work? They now have access to the GP. Um, they have access to an NHS number that gives them, um, they, they can access the whole gambit of primary healthcare needs and have their needs uh, met. But also we've found that this, this action, this action of social justice is a complete expression of our Christian faith. Thank you, Avril, for sharing your story. Thank you. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Lord, At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow and the next day I must be on my way. Because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Christ.
freedom and liberation. It is not a simple story of winners and losers. As Isabel Hanley suggests in her wonderful book, Embracing Justice, it is an account of radical revisioning of freedom, justice, and peace. An invitation to see humanity through God's perspective. Exodus calls us to resist portraying people in oppositional terms. The scholars of the Torah point out that the Hebrew Bible teaches those formerly enslaved not to recreate the bondage they just experienced. Because they are a people of God, I am who I am. If unchecked, the liberation could very easily turn into oppression. That's why the covenantal relationship with God, a life of responsibility and justice, predicates peace and freedom. Curiously, the God we hear in this Exodus passage offers to take the oppressed to a good and broad land which was already filled with diverse people. The early vision that we hear was to build a multi-ethnic community. We don't hear anything about occupying the land or pushing or kicking the occupants out. Now, Moses encounters this burning chatty bush as Sandhya read to us while tending his father-in-law's sheep. He didn't make much of it, but was very curious. He wonders why the bush remains unconsumed by the flame. Only after God speaks to Moses from within the bush, he hides his face with fear. God explains that Moses is standing on our holy ground, in the presence of the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. After this introduction, God proceeds to commission Moses to the task of confronting Pharaoh and leading the Israelites out of slavery. In this brief exchange, we not only learn about God, but we come to understand the transformation Moses goes through. The God we meet in this passage is a God who sees, who hears, and is crucially concerned about his people. This God has not forgotten his people. When hearing the cries of the oppressed for help, under great distress, God responds, does not show indifference. What we see here is a God who performs compassion and justice. The key here for us is that the oppressed guide God's actions. To God's, God's call, Moses offers a series of excuses 
uh, thinks about himself as an unworthy candidate for the task of liberating people. God does not try to convince Moses that he should think better of himself, but on the other hand, shifts the emphasis away from Moses and says, I will be with you. Moses was also asking for a name, not just some details, but a name that could be powerful. Moses needed an assurance. Interestingly, God remains by not giving a particular name, but says, you don't need it. The people you are going to lead know who I am. God refuses to be named, could be known only through God's compassion and mercy to redeem the people from slavery. I have heard their cry, God says. God's identity is tied up intimately with the dominated. God is known through God's own. What God does in disclosing his identity as the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph, and Isaac is that God occupies and enters into the space of the oppressed. And that's a vulnerable space. Just hold that thought. By identifying with the voiceless, God becomes intimately a migrant, a refugee, a nobody, the other, one who is fleeing the war and conflict. The message is loud and clear. God is eternally bound up with all those who suffer. Whether it is Israelites in the Exodus story or the Ukrainians of our times. As Moses found out while standing in front of the burning bush, knowing God is a personal involvement, being drawn into a relationship with God. It's not just an abstract philosophical activity. We cannot understand the nature of God if we don't embrace the vulnerable and the excluded. Despite his struggle to trust God and to receive the occasion to which God was calling him, Moses' encounter with God is one of reorientation and, most importantly, redemption. The name of God is not a simple revelation as we understand in the book of Exodus, but rather it is an invitation to assume a new identity which will bring about liberation from brutalizing and dehumanizing forces. The burning bush encounter of Moses is a subversive invitation to look through the eyes of God, who loves justice and abhors the violence of the powerful. What we hear from the book of Exodus is that justice is not just about obedience to law, 
but love and compassion in practice. Inaction in the face of violence perpetrated by injustice is colluding with injustice. When God heard the cries of his people, God takes the initiative to do justice. God attends to the brokenness of God's people. In the Bible, doing justice is always relational and standard with love. The God we encounter in the body always, always partner with others to deliver the vulnerable, the oppressed. It was Moses in the Exodus story and the prophets later on in the Hebrew Bible and of course it all culminates in the work of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, pursuing justice is a vocation and it is a never-ending task. God does not simply show compassion by supporting the resistance, but actually engages in confrontation with what is unjust. For the prophets, God's reign is characterized by justice and love, and their absence amounts to the absence of God. God being present in the suffering of people calls for repentance and a change from those who inflict pain and assume power. And this is where the idea of a covenantal relationship with God, which demands justice and love, become our moral priorities. Because it helps us to reframe our world, how we look at the world. Most crucially, when we allow that to become the moral compass, it should disturb us and wake us up from a slumber. It should provoke us to move from a culture of silence and apathy to practical solidarity with those who suffer. We are called to embody a culture of healing and transformation. We are invited to be partners in pursuing justice and practicing love. More than a million people have fled Ukraine. They are on an exodus, but no liberation is in sight. Thousands may have lost their lives in this meaningless war. As we witness Life, the destruction and the devastation brought upon the innocent lives in Ukraine by Russian President Putin, we are very much standing like Moses in front of a burning bush, bewildered and scared and to certain extent confused. We need to take this opportunity to partner with the God, the one who hears the cries and the anguish and the desperation of helpless people. The encounter of Moses reminds us that God is calling us to an encounter. So 
that we can partner with God in bringing about justice, peace, and transformation in our communities, whatever way that might look like. Dear friends, the movement from Exodus to liberation is enabled by justice, by the God who hears, sees, and remembers as this God becomes the way. When we embrace justice, we embrace the challenge to work with God in bringing freedom, peace, and life to the captives. May we be curious and attentive, like Moses, to the burning bushes around us and hear the timeless voice of God crying out, I am who I am. I have heard the cries of my people. We are challenged. Are we willing to listen and embrace the vocation that God calls us to bring peace and justice? Amen. Let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in the God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God of compassion and justice, we give thanks for the abiding presence of the church at the heart of the communities we serve, its people and its buildings, which provide a safe space for all. We pray for the continued growth of church mission, that it may become more outward-looking and inclusive. Ever-present God, strengthen your church to serve you. Give us the grace to meet human need through loving service and help build communities of hope, justice and joy. We give thanks for the role of the church in welcoming all members of the community and helping them to feel cared for and loved. We pray for all those who feel alone, isolated or excluded, for refugees, asylum seekers and migrants, and all who are facing change. Open-armed God, you host us at your table and bid us to welcome others in turn. Open our hands, our eyes and our hearts to the strangers in our midst. We give thanks for the volunteers who started new projects during lockdown and responded to the need they found in their communities by providing emergency food, supporting those with financial worries and befriending those who were shielding. And we give thanks for the faithful presence of long-term projects and those who keep them going despite the challenges they face. We pray that all volunteers would be strengthened to do the work that God has called them to do. Missionary God, always inviting us to join in with what you are doing. Open the doors of your church that the contribution of all may be welcomed and valued. God of freedom, 
we pray for our nation and all nations of the world, for peace and unity across barriers of language, colour and creed, and for elected and appointed leaders that they would work for peace, free the oppressed and serve the common good. We pray especially for the people of Ukraine and Russia, that the violence may end and peace prevail. Inspire all people to speak out against hatred and actively to resist evil. Unite the human family in bonds of love and justice. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please join with us with the words of the Lord's Prayer. As our Saviour taught us, now we pray. Our, our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God calls us to peace. In the world's justice is our peace. Christ calls us to be God's people. In Christ is our peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Peace be with you. We prayed with no proof anyone could hear. In our hearts, a hopeful song we barely understood. Now we are not afraid, although we know there's much to fear. We were moving mountains long before we knew we could. It's hard to keep Who knows what miracles You can achieve When you believe Somehow you will You will when you
commitment. Dear people of God, we stand in the shadow of the prophets crying out for justice and peace. God calls us to be a people of reconciliation, serving a world in need. Courageous women and men have taken the risk of standing up and speaking out for the least and the lowest. This work involves risking ourselves for the sake of God's love and moving beyond ourselves in order to seek and serve Christ and one another. We are all called to the work and ministry of social justice and reconciliation. Will you persevere in prayer and fellowship? With the help of God, I will. Will you proclaim the good news of reconciliation, both in word and deed? With the help of God, I will. Will you acknowledge and address the prejudices that keep your loving all God's children? With the help of God, I will. Will you strive to see Christ in all persons and value those with whom you disagree? With the help of God, I will. Will you seek to mend what is broken by human sin and greed? With the help of God, I will. Will you strive to seek words that liberate and heal and break the bonds of silence? With, With the help of God, I will. Will you seek the perfect love which casts out all fear? With, With the help of God, I will. Will you work towards dismantling the sin of the abuse of power? With the help of God, I will. May Almighty God empower you to continue His work of reconciliation give you the courage to overcome fears and embody love, give you grace to grow in self-awareness and personal integrity, and strengthen you to seek the unity that is in Christ, that we may rejoice with all God's children as people of God's Son. Amen. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor everyone. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. We go into the world to walk in God's light, to rejoice in God's love, and to reflect God's glory.